Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. back on the fan. We'll continue with the Met calls here in just a second as we wonder about their offseason after the report last night that the Mets have roughly $10 million left to spend. Roughly $10 million left to spend this offseason prioritizing bullpen. Alright, so yesterday BT, we touched on it with Dable and Wink. I said it was a good thing for the Giants showing that Dable is in full control. The reports from the Post, Paul Schwartz did an excellent job getting the exact details of what went on with the Wilkins brothers, with Wink Martindale and Brian Dable. And basically, Dable was trying to snuff out the leak in the building. Didn't like what he was hearing from the defensive staff when he called him out. You know, made the decision to fire uh, the Wilkins brothers. Wink Martindale had enough, and he flipped out and cursed out Brian Dable. And if you need to hear more of the details, you really should read the article. It's, great it's tremendous. So yep. check it out on the post by Paul Schwartz. It, it backs up everything to me that I was saying yesterday about Dable. This is a great day for the Giants. Enough of Wink Martindale. I, he's not in control. He's a great defensive coordinator, sure. But when things start getting loose in the building, that's when you have problems. The Giants and Brian Dable, to their credit, rid themselves of the problems. Now, if Dable, if um, Martindale doesn't like it, eh, tough, then, then walk away. Dable said he wants him back, but he got rid of the two guys mm-hmm. who he believed to be Undermining is two lieutenants, and, and yep. that's what you have to do. Well, yes, but Dable didn't punch it in the way you're making it seem like he punched it in, like he fired Wink. He did not fire Wink. Well, he fired the other two I guys. understand that. Now, maybe that, and one of the thoughts is, hey, if I get rid of these two guys, we know that he's going to barge in here like a lunatic, and he'll will basically fire himself, And although he has yet to put in the resignation, and it's $3 million, and this could get more complicated because the Giants could prevent him from joining another team, which is a headache they don't need but that wink, that this offseason. Well, it, but the Giants will be embroiled in it, but whatever. Not enough to mm. to ruin things, but it just adds something else on their plate when all they really should be focusing on is what quarterback are they taking. But the bottom line is this. I, I certainly agree with you conceptually. Once an assistant begins to get a little loose and thinks they're running the show, you got to go. Well, how You're about, not the head coach, leave. And, but I would have respected Dable more if he would have fired Martindale. He how, did not fire well, him. Well, maybe the organization said, don't do that because we don't want to pay him to go away. I don't know the inner workings of that. All we're going based off of is the report that Paul Schwartz had here and common sense and the report that Jay Glazer had weeks back. How about the other idea what led to it? Like, these guys are not listening to Dable's game plan. Yeah. You're the head coach. Wink's going to go out there and go rogue and be aggressive against the Cowboys when he said not to? That's a fireable fence in itself. That's true. I don't dispute that. It, listen, there's there's a lot of layers to this. I I don't really have one 
all in, although yesterday I did, but now that we get a little bit more, I don't really have one all-encompassing reaction. Like, I understand that it's probably good to get him out of the building. However he got out, he basically removed himself. What a mess. Man. Yeah, it's a mess, but I'll tell you what won't be good, and I'll stand by this. If Wink Martindale's the D.C. for the Eagles, that you don't want to happen, which it very well might. Yeah, I, I look, I'm fine with wherever he goes, he uh. goes. And the Giants could prevent that this year. I mean, unless... They could. All right. I mean, what's he going to do? I guess if he comes on and resigns, then he could go wherever he wants. But he did, ha- hasn't signed the papers yet. But he has not done that yet. Now, if he does do I forget. The, I did read it, but I forget that exact thing. If he does, No, no. If he resigns, they, they still they, have they, control. No, if he resigns, they could prevent him. Right. So, if, so that's why he didn't resign yet. Right. They're trying to come up with something, I guess. Because they have him under control for one more year. Correct. The three million bucks. So yep. they're not going to fire him because if they did. Then he could do whatever he wants. Then they have to pay him and he could do whatever he wants. Correct. So it'd be stupid for them to fire him. Yeah. So there'll be some. Uh, yes. On some level. Unless it's just. I mean, people get fired with years to go on their contract. Right. It's just, you know, if it's that untenable as it seems that it was, you know, step up and fire him. Oh, Dable said Tell him to get out of back. the building. Yeah, he said he wanted them to come back. It didn't seem like Dable had the stones to do it himself, though. No, he. I think he's being smart here. They won't well, wait. They won't tactical? Back. He I mean, felt, if it was that bad, say, dude, get your bag, get out of the building. Maybe he I'm felt the coach. Like, maybe he felt like the other guys were the problem. I mean, I don't know. I just think Wink Martindale's an asset to any football team. I do think there's a shelf life because this happened with Baltimore as well. Right. I get the it. same thing, going rogue. Yeah. You I, cannot... Like, under any circumstance, can you have somebody going rogue like I that? I agree with that. That's where we're on the same page. It just doesn't work. So as good as the defensive coordinator is, that's what I mean about wanting to be the head coach. Like, hey, I'm the head coach. Whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. This is the game plan. You either stick to it or your ass is out. There's a pecking order of power. And when that's ignored or circumvented, then then we've got real problems. I Listen, I think ultimately this could wind up working favorably for the Giants. I guess my pushback now is from people who think this is a, you know, no doubt good thing. Let's see who you hire. Yep. And let me at least see the new DC before I say, uh, you know, he's got a chance to be comparable to Wink or it's a downgrade or it's a roll of the dice with somebody young and new. I mean, Wink Martindale's good. Yeah. And Wink thinks he's better at what he does than Dable is at what he does. And he's wrong, and that's why he's is out Is he wrong, now. though? I think he is. H- how, though? Oh, come think, on. Well, well, hold on. Well, how come he hasn't gotten hired as head coach? But you, you said this yesterday. Yeah. and that's Well, that, there's something to it. it well, such a great defense. Even Rex got hired as a head coach. Yeah, but Rex was a lot younger. I mean, Wink is now 62. Outside of Vic Fangio a couple of years ago, the trend, and you know this, is all those young But what happened in this offensive. prime, then? And 10 years ago, he yeah, should have got. I, I can't speak. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's cocky in an interview. I don't mm-hmm. know the answer, but it doesn't mean he's not worthy of being a head coach. Maybe I, he sabotaged himself a bit. I know what you're saying, and I do think he's a good defensive coordinator. He's proven that. I think the Giants are, are better off in this situation. Even without, without knowing who they hire? Yeah, because it's going to be a. Right. Da- it's going to be Dable's decision. Somebody's going to work with him. Mm-hmm. and apply- But it was Dable's decision to bring in Wink Martindale. Didn't work out. Yeah. How do you know he's going to make the he might make the wrong decision again? Yeah, well, I mean, we'll find out. But either way, he saw a problem. He identified it. Out. It see you later. a problem. Yo, I solve it. Yeah. And he, you know, you know he the rest did. of the song? Yeah, Check vanilla out the ice, yeah. You know, remember? Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> well, my DJ revolves yeah, it. Yeah, yeah there go, you go. Sal. Uh, name that, too. Uh, we'll have Jonathan Casillas coming up in a little bit, so oh, we'll get more insight awesome. from him on what went down with Dable and Wink. Of course, though, we're talking about Steve Cohen and the Mets. Eric is in Clifton. What's up, Eric? Finally called him the right oh, name, man, that's Steve. Ice, ice, that's Ice Ice Baby, man. Come on, get that one right, Sal. What um, happened? How you guys doing? That's Ice Ice Baby, he was singing. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I said Vanilla Ice, yeah. Oh, well, yeah he I got it. it. He got it. Uh, what, what other thing? Um, just real quick about the Giants. You think that has anything to do with him dropping uh, Kayvon Thibodeau on the coverage so many times? I was reading something about that in the last two years, and maybe that's why his pressure and sacks rate aren't where they want that guy to be. 
I mean, he's 258 pounds right around T.J. Watt, and T.J. Watt doesn't drop back in the covers that much. Actually, he got actually his sack rate is terrific. It's the other stuff he's not doing much of, Kayvon. His sacks are fine. I don't think it was um, that, though, Eric. If you read the New York Post story, all the stuff that Paul Schwartz uh, detailed in that article, that's why he went made the decision to fire the Wilkins brothers, and eventually you know, they, they hope to move on here from Martindale, not because of any singular usage of a player. Oh, I got you, I got you. Okay, that's in the mix, though. Uh, you know, I've heard some Real quick, this one I have to say, it's starting to happen. I think you have, you know, we have Serge comes in, he looks at the roster, he says, we're not going to be able to win a championship with this roster. If I can get Otani and I can get Yamamoto, yeah. But if not, they went after both, they couldn't get them. So this is this is a pivot. It's going to be painful. But like Sal, you even said, like, you don't want these guys going after him. Like, you know, this guy's not possible to hang on this wall. He's not going to go to Eric, I yeah, can't a, hear you. You muffled on. What is going on with the line? Yeah, that was a rough. He's usually pretty clear yeah. too. And I, I mean, I got his ultimate point. Like, what, you know, even though they didn't really go after Otani because they knew that he wasn't coming here, but they did go after Yamamoto mm-hmm. aggressively. Eric was basically saying that once they they didn't get him, that you kind of concede and, and look in the mirror and say, okay, let's really, truly, truthfully identify where we are and who we are. Hence, a very conservative offseason after the Yamamoto signing with the Dodgers, which I understand. But my main point, if you just tune it in, this is year four and a half of Cohen. What are we doing? I like your argument about, okay, well, if you're not going to go for it, like, and I'm not even saying go for it. I'm just saying add a real DH. Mm-hmm. That that shouldn't be that much to ask. You and third base. You have avoided. Well, I'm even giving them the benefit of the doubt. Let uh, let their base play out the way that you want it to play out with Wendell and Brett Beatty. Wendell fine. and Beatty. Okay. Um, like, right. no, like, do fine. I love I got that? You. No, no, I got no, you. No, but I got you. I'll, I'll sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I understand you're not going to be able to fill every single position. However, you need a DH. Go get one. We talked about this last week before they signed Bader. They needed a left fielder. They needed a third baseman. They needed a DH. I'd take two out of three. Well, they got the outfielder, left fielder. They got a center fielder, moved Nimmo to left. So that, check that. Yeah. Third base is what it is with Wendell and, and Beatty. They need a DH. Like, they still need a DH. I don't want to hear about the bullpen. You need a real DH. So there's a big difference between going forward and Yamamoto and Big Splash and also trying to build a competent team here. Mike is calling from Cedar Grove. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, uh, big giant fan here. Just wanted to kind of just touch on the Wink Martindale Dable uh, situation and make a couple points if, uh, mm-hmm. if I can. So BT, I know you're uh, you're a Jack fan, but I am in complete alignment with uh, with you on your take in terms of this whole saga that's going on. I think, from my perspective, I think this is completely um, in Dable's court, and, and he created this whole situation. Um, I, I don't think he had the nerve to fire him. He knew exactly what he was doing Monday morning when he used the word his expectation was that Wink would be back, knowing full well he was going to can uh, Wink's two top lieutenants later in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of reaction did he think Wink was going to have? Yeah, he knew it. <laughs> I mean, instead I of think. just being a man and saying, you know what, hey, this isn't working out, which I would respect. You know, you guys have relationship issues. doesn't work out. Hey, we're going to move on and make a, make a uh, change your de-coordinator. I would have had more respect for Dable if he handled it that way. Um, yeah, but but now but Mike, like, Mike, put yourself in Dable's yeah. shoes. You're a head coach here. You're trying to establish yourself, and you've got guys on your staff that won't admit to being a leak, but you know they're a leak, right? He called them out face to face. He went in their defensive room meeting, and is according to Paul Schwartz of the Post, read the article, and basically said, I, anybody, "I read it. Anybody got a problem with me? Say something. Nobody says anything. He, yeah. I'm assuming, figured it out." 
And and also, by the way, those guys were going rogue on the game plan. Like, you don't need to go sniff out who's going rogue on the game plan. You know who it is. You know who's calling plays. Understood, but that falls on the defensive coordinator. And you know what? Make him fall on the sword then. If you want to, if you want to make the change, Wink's got to pay the price. Yeah, which I would have respected. Yeah, don't don't be uh, don't be a baby and fire his two. Yeah, I mean, oh, how's, oh, it, how's it a baby? That Wink stormed out of the building. There the, the being some Wink's Wink is the baby, and thank you for the call. Thanks, buddy. Think about this. I'm going to use the the the, the opposite here. Like, so Salva's a defensive guy, obviously yeah. table offense. Yeah. So Salva entrusts the offense to hack it. Now, imagine mm. if the offense was going rogue on the game plan, and and Sala fired the tight ends coach. No, no, you fired the guy who's in charge of the offense, who's not doing right. what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, but I think it's you just... can't deviate that far from, you know, what 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 the plan is and get away with what it. Do you, what do you think hurts Wink more, firing him or forcing his re- resignation? Yeah, I, I, and le- listen, I get it. If you're being spiteful, if well, you're playing I, the game, I guess spiteful. I just yeah. would respect it a little bit more. If it was that problematic. You know, I don't mean... He took care of it. Well, but he didn't take care of it in the way that I think is more respectful. Look him in the eye and say, hey, listen, we're going to go our separate ways. You're done. Yeah, maybe... That's what you do. But maybe Wink wanted that. If I'm Dable and I say, hey, you tried to screw me. You didn't listen to what I wanted to as far as the game plan goes. Somebody here was leaking stuff to a reporter that painted us in a bad light. I'm the one who had to stand front and center and sit there and feed the media this BS when I know that there's a problem, but I didn't leak it. So I have to sit there because I'm the head coach and ultimately it falls on me. You tried to make me look bad. You know what? I'm firing these two guys. Now it's your choice. You're either going to man up and do your job that you signed on to be and be my defensive coordinator and listen to me, or... You're gonna sit it out and resign. I get it. I, I don't. I don't agree, but I, I get what you're saying. I mean, imagine, I think it's more hurtful to Wink having him forced the resignation. Go ahead, uh, they'll boy. resolve this. They'll mediate tough? this. I, I, yeah, I mean, they'll they'll he he will be coaching somewhere next season, and he will be making good money, and and the Giants will be free of him, which I don't think will be a good thing unless they hire somebody better, which I think is going to be very hard to do. Imagine if us, I'll, I'll yep. put us together, we mm-hmm. messed up, like we did something mm-hmm. that we weren't supposed to do, um, and they fired our producer. Right. Hoff. Like, yeah. that was the way. I'd be like, see, Hoff, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got bills to pay, too. Sorry, but no. I mean. Just kidding. Now, it's yeah. it's it's not quite the same, but it's like, no, no. If, if we really messed up that much, I'm quite sure that you and I would be, right. would be fired based on our own merit or lack thereof. I, but I do think it is a little bit of semantics here. It is. That's why they, I understand that. Now, now where I have an issue, and they're, they're just playing the game, I would assume, like Dable saying, oh, we expect Wink to be back. We want Wink to be back. He knows that they don't really want him to be back, but they're playing the game and and holding Wink uh, accountable, making him, forcing his resignation. They'll have control of him for one year. After that, he can do whatever he wants. Now, you're right. They'll probably come to some kind of solution here. He's not sitting out next season. There's no way. He's coaching. Now, if I'm another head coach, why would I even take him on? Because he's one of the best DCs in football. Yeah, but he's gonna he's not gonna listen to what you want. Well are I you mean, a head coach or not? Like he's acting like the head coach, but he's not. Yeah, but he didn't coach like one year with the Ravens. I mean he was there yeah. he was there a while. Yeah, which is even worse. Well, I mean, listen, there's an expiration point on everything, you know, especially in the coaching ranks. So you tell me that maybe I mean also to be fair, and I don't just mean to blindly defend Wink here, he's he's culpable as well. But I mean, if he can't learn a little bit of a life lesson at sixty two and evolve, then that's on him. Yeah. He's going to have to do things a little, a little differently. I'm getting, I'm getting a sense he's not that type of guy. <laughs> he might not be. Steven is calling from Oceanside. What's up, Steven? Hey, Steve. Hey, what's up, guys? So this whole argument about Wink is twofold. Like, the first 
part of this whole thing is how Brian Dable is handling this and whether he's acting in a manner that's respectful. And frankly, with Sal on this side of things, we're like, I don't really think Dable owes anything to Wink Martindale to be the bigger person in this situation because of all of the internal problems that Wink has caused. I mean, he's, he's literally tried to organize a coup against the head coach where he has his henchmen in the Wilkins brothers organize a way to undermine Dable at every single So that's the first part of this whole thing. Well, then fire then, Wink. Oh, but why would it, but he shouldn't, he wouldn't want to do that because now they're playing this petty game of, right. well, if you're going to be a, some sort of ass to me, then yeah. I'm going to be an ass. I can make it so you don't have all of the options to coach somewhere else. I hear you. That's just too petty for me. If he did you that dirty, embarrass him, fire him, and put him on the firing squad. Let him hire some. That's all right. My offense will beat you. Go to Philly. Go to Philly. I'd love to see it. It's love just to too petty. It. It's like high school yeah, games. Fire the guy. He, look, it could be an organizational thing. Yeah. What if Joe yeah. Shane is saying, like, hey, well, we're not going to pay. We don't, Or the owners are saying. No, no, I mean, it could be. That's why I'm leaving a little wiggle room for that, but. You know, I I can't laud Dable's approach here because I think there was a more direct path to directly address how Wink went behind your back. Wink is the one who put Dable in a bad spot. I understand that. Wink is the one who was insubordinate. I'm not saying he shouldn't be gone. Right. I'm just saying because of the insubordination, I think he should be gone and maybe almost excoriated publicly rather than hiding behind the... You know the the thread or the 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 curtain of did he resign? Did he get fired? Dude, if he was that bad, fire him. Yeah, Rich is calling from Long Island. What's up, Rich? Gentlemen, how are you? How are you, Rich? Hey, Rich, what's happening? Ah, uh, let's get back to the Mets. Yeah, I, mean, I, I gotta I gotta agree with BT here. Sal, I I understand you still have trust in the King and his plan, but let me ask you this. If we're a 70-75 to 75 win team this year, which it looks like on paper that we're going to be, who's going to want to come here? Well, I That's mean, so, Soto will follow the money. I don't think players are going to look at that, Rich. And I, and I do think, and thank you for the call, I was actually driving around last night, actually driving home from the train station and listening to Keith real quick. Okay. And the, one of the callers, like, they, they were just getting it wrong. And this idea that the Mets can't land free agents is preposterous. It's inaccurate. It, it's ridiculous. They can and they will. They have as recently as last year. Now, are they as appealing as other spots? Maybe not, but ultimately, generally, money talks. We're not talking about Otani and Yamamoto. That's unique situation where those guys didn't even want the Yankees. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, well, it's the Mets because the Mets are losers and wants to play there. Those guys didn't want the Yankees. So, the regular free agents, guys that maybe don't have a predetermined destination or wanted to be closer to home, maybe in Japan or loving the Dodgers or West Coast, whatever. Guys without that type of feeling will be open to playing for the Mets because they have the richest owner and maybe they could see the vision. Like, I don't think Juan Soto cares where he's playing as long as the contract starts with a six. Here's the problem for the Mets with free agents. I didn't hear the segment with Keith and the caller, but I, I, you and I have talked about it a few times, it so I, I know called, what you're getting at. Yeah, right, just yeah, saying yeah. Like they're not going to get free agents. Yeah, right. and, I, and I think it's a little bit of a misrepresentation of the Mets' history here, but I, I think what's been further complicating the Mets moving forward is that I think fewer and fewer athletes want New York in general. 
Yankees or Mets. That's a different story. You and got I will the taxes. You got the weather. Madison Avenue's been mobile for 15 years now. They don't need us to make the extra money off the field. Let's face it. Right. Having for a while. Um, and, and other things as well. I mean, some people politics, some people other things. I mean, just the traffic. I mean, just there's a lot of there's a lot of issues here, right? So you look at that, and for those elite, like tier one, tier A free agents who do or are open to New York, most are gonna gravitate to the Yankees. Well, that's a different story. Well, though. but it's it's the story which complicates the Mets pursuit ever well, of the biggest, best free agents out there. Well, we if saw if you want it, New York, you generally want the we, Yankees. We saw it for the first time, Yamamoto, Mets versus Yankees, played out in a draw. Yeah. Neither got him. We're gonna see it again with Juan Soto. Yeah, yeah, I think we will. Now, if the Mets win that one, that. then your narrative dies. If they don't, it continues. Like it's very simple. At some point, the results actually have to be there for the Mets. All right, BT and Sal on the fan. We'll continue with your calls in just a little bit. Up next, we'll talk to Jonathan Casillas, get his thoughts on the Brian Dable, Wink Martindale situation, and the Giants offseason. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of car they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. As well, we'll do that when we come back. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Cutie, Salakata back on The Fan. The Jonathan Casillas Report is brought to you by Foxwoods Resort Casino, the wonder of it all. By your local Kia dealers. Visit kia.com to discover movement that inspires. And by Surfside Vodka and Iced Tea, your sunshine in a can. Ask for it at your local liquor store. We welcome in Jonathan Casillas. Jonathan, it's, you know, look, the season has come to an end here. Giants finished 
solidly. I don't want to say finished strong, but they played more competitive at the end. But the big story, obviously, today, Wink Martindale uh, out as uh, the Giants await his resignation. What do you make of what went on? You know, the post, Paul Schwartz had a great detailed report. What do you make of what went on between Brian Dable and Wink Martindale? Oh, it sucks, man. You know, I think the the, the bright spot for this year's uh, 2023 New York Giants team, I, I think you could say collectively was the defense, you know, uh, second in the league in turnovers, you know, not creating turnovers in the first few games and, you know, being able to be up there in the top ranks. You know, that's why they were so competitive, you know, especially in the last game and, you know, the final half of the season, you know, where they created a lot of turnovers uh, and gave the uh, offense a lot of opportunities. So, it sucks, man, and and I didn't know. I, I thought Wink could be back, but you know, it, it, it's tough in situations like that where you got a guy Wink who's you know definitely up for a head coaching job like he was last year, you know. But for, for him to resign was a little bit weird, I guess, right? Well, that's why we're at. Sure, there's the the you know the job he did as the DC, and I'm with you. I think Giant fans who think that oh we we'll just hire somebody else, I think he misses the boat. I think he's he's a great asset. But the problem for me equally is how it went down. You know, did he resign because Dable fired his two top guys and Dable thought that he would resign? Like, my problem... Hasn't resigned yet, by the way. Well, that's true, officially yet. My problem is if you want him out of the building because you felt that he betrayed you, just fire him. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that if you do that, though, that's a different uh, uh, way about doing business, um, which would be... They still got to pay him and stuff like that. I, I don't. I don't really know, but I, like, I, if I don't think that's the case, though. You know, from what I heard from Dayball for his uh, his postseason interview with with with, uh, with Shane, you know, it sounded like he expected them to be back. You know, even uh, you know with the couple of firings that they had made already. So you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm just as puzzled as 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 everybody. You know, and like I wish I had a little bit more detail because I want I want Wink back. You know, I think Wink. I think the guys played very well for him, you know, with, with the situation that they were put in uh, for most of the season, and it just sucks, you know. BT and Sal, we're talking with Jonathan Casillas. One more for me, Jonathan, on the Wink Martindale stuff. You say you want Wink back, and I understand that, good defensive coordinator. However, it has been now reported that Wink was basically insubordinate, not going along with the game plans that Brian Dable has laid out. So, twofold, do you, A, agree with the defensive coordinator going rogue, and, B, is this something that you've been uh, familiar with at all in your years in the NFL, around the NFL? Like, is this something that's normal, or this is so crazy that it generally doesn't happen when you have a defensive coordinator going rogue? No, not at all. I think that's something that happens, at least from the the teams I've been around. Like, my first defensive coordinator was Greg Williams, that crazy dude. (laughs) Yes. Sean Payton. You know, being the head coach, being the offensive-minded coach that he is, they definitely went away from what I think Sean Payton wanted at times with Greg Williams. And even John DeVilma, he went away from, you know, there was some rogue stuff happening as a collective unit, kind of how Jameis Winston went rogue the other day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's things like that that happens for sure. So I I don't think that's it. But, look, this is a, you know, it's a business, you know, and, what people don't understand about business, especially a game like this, a sport that's, you know, highly volatile and it turnover is so crazy every single year, they forget the human aspect of it. You know, sometimes people are just like, ah, you know, I just, I need a new change of an environment, you know, or, hey, I don't know if I can ascend to this position of head coach here. Maybe I can do it elsewhere. 
you know, there's there's a lot of things that these people just think it's so black and white, and it's not really like that. There's a lot of things that go into it, you know. And for me, I don't want to speculate um, and get myself into trouble. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, I, I feel like the Giants were building something. I think, you know, defensively, there was the reason why, you know, the Giants end up winning. I think it was a broken fit there for the Eagles team, but they still beat the Eagles, and it's been a long time since the Giants did that. You know, so uh, you got to tip your hat to what Wink did, and, you know, if that was his last game, that's a good way to go out. Are they going to miss him? That's Jonathan Casillas, BT and Sal here on The Fan. All right, you're the Giants. You got a top 10 pick. Are you taking a quarterback? It all depends. It, it depends on uh, Shane and Dayball, who they see as their guy, and if their guy is available when it gets to them, or if they want to be bold and go ahead and, you know, move some pieces, trade some pieces up to get one of those guys. I don't know what that draft board looks like, but I don't think the Giants are going to reach. I think they're going to – they have, a, you know, players on their board that they're expecting to be there at, at number six. And, you know, if, if they can move back, I think – I don't think they're locked in to one thing right now. You know, like I don't think they're like, all right, we got to get this guy. He's probably going to be there at six. We're going to get him. I, I just think that sets your, your program up, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, I don't think that's the right way to approach the draft. I think the way to approach the draft is say, hey, look, we, got a, we have a board here, and we have several needs. Like the Giants are not one player away from, you know, being an every-year contender. You know, you have to not only build through the draft, but you also have to bring in free agents. You know, you have to bring in quality free agents. And off the top of my head, Bobby O'Karake and Waller, I mean, Bobby O'Karake is probably one of the greatest free agent signs in Giants history. That guy had an amazing year. He led the, uh, you know, team and, and, and snaps played um, and really was a game changer week in and week out consistently every single game. And the Giants got to put more guys in like Bobby O'Karake than also through the draft. They did good in the top three picks. John Michael Smith, you know, played a lot, was injured a little bit, but played basically every snap when he was healthy. Banks had an immediate impact, done some great high-level things at the cornerback position. Uh, and then, uh, of, of course, you got Hyatt, who with limited targets was unanimously the deep threat of the New York Giants this year. And, you know, I don't expect the Giants to, to – go ahead and, and just destroy this draft and don't have a good draft. I think they're going to have a good draft. I think Joe Shane has been doing well in bringing in high-quality character guys that are really good players as well. BT and Sal, we're talking with Jonathan Casillas. Do you believe, Jonathan, in Daniel Jones? Meaning, can he be the quarterback, the franchise quarterback, that can have sustained success? Uh, yes, 100%. If he, can, if he does what he did in 2022, I don't even need no more than that. I'm okay with that because I think the team is better. Ah, uh, come on, come on, man, Johnny, come on, man. You don't need more than 15 touchdowns. Come on, bro. He had 20 something touchdowns. You can't, you can't disclude those uh, rushing touchdowns. Yeah, but he just now. ripped up his knees. He's gonna run around forever. He's got to throw the ball, Jonathan. I 100% agree with you. Look, the good teams in the NFL, the good teams, not the teams that are barely scraping by, the good teams. They all have really good quarterbacks, every single one. Daniel Jones in 2022, he was a good quarterback. I don't know if he was a really good quarterback, but yeah. he was a good quarterback. Yeah. But when you have Saquon Barkley and you have Dexter Lawrence and you have, you know, a, a defense, that's the, that's the big thing. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm so kind of thrown off by the wing team because the defense 
really the last two years was the reason why the Giants won the games that they won. Yes, the offense had something to do with it, but if the defense was giving up 30 points a game, which some defenses is in the NFL, the Giants would have never had a chance to win any games this year because of the inefficiencies on offense. Now, this year, he didn't play well. Not when he was healthy, yeah. and then he got hurt twice. You know, so I, I don't know. That 2023 Daniel Jones, he didn't do well for 2023 season, and that Daniel Jones cannot win games in 2024 either. We have to have a better version of Daniel Jones for the Giants to win games. And th- that version is, for me, the, the reason why he got paid was off that 2022 year. It may not look pretty, mm-hmm. but, guys, I don't care how we win games as long as we win them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I hear you. You you know where, and I like Daniel. I don't like him as much as you do. I I think that's a bit of an outlier when your quarterback throws for fifteen touchdowns and you win a road playoff game. Doesn't happen much. But but I respect where you're coming from. I just don't entirely agree. I want to ask you this: We're telling Jonathan can see his BT and Sal on the fans. So you said before, Jonathan, that the Giants are not one player away, which we all obviously agree with. If that's the case, how do you justify either extending Saquon or tagging him? rather than taking that money and dispersing it throughout the rest of the roster? Because Saquon Barkley is a top three running back in the league, and with the carousel uh, among the offensive line this year that happened, the musical chairs that were being played through the injury, whatever play, whatever the case was, they had 10 different lineups of offensive linemen this year. And Saquon Barkley still almost had 1,000 yards, and later in the season – even the Philly game, when he was getting hit in the backfield, Saquon was running hard. You know, he any opportunity that he had, you know, to catch the football, he did. You know, he had a couple of drops this year, and he fumbled, which is not normal like him uh, a couple of times this year. But, bro, I was just telling guys yesterday, I was having a friendly conversation with my guys. I was naming my starting my starting uh, skill position players, right? Yeah. I had uh, – I had – um. Uh, Cheetah, number one. He's my he's my guy on the outside. Okay. I had Justin Jefferson. I put CD in the slot. I put Kittle at my tight end, and I had Saquon as my running back. Well, you and should have C Mac, but because he's the Giants' running back. Okay. But as far as him and Christian McCaffrey, yeah, all right. I'll take I'll take Saquon Why? because I know Saquon gets it done. Wait, wait, but he doesn't get it done. Wait, 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 wait. He doesn't get it done like like Christian McCaffrey. Let me finish. He's always hurt McCaffrey. So is Saquon. Christian McCaffrey has, and he doesn't have the talent around him that Christian McCaffrey has, and he's still doing pretty good on this side. I got you. I'm with Jonathan on this one, BT. I know we might be in the minority. I think Saquon, pound for pound, equal thing, better back than Christian McCaffrey. No way. I love Saquon. He's a beast. I do disagree. I'm more in alignment with BT as far as the Daniel Jones thing, Jonathan. I want to believe in Jones. He did great a couple years ago. I just can't trust that he's going to be a franchise quarterback moving forward, not just because of the numbers, but the injuries as well, all those different things. But, hey, you know what? We'll see. Down year for the Giants, Jonathan, but it was a good year having you on with us. We appreciate your time. It was fun. You were a good spot. We look forward to doing it again next season. Thanks, fellas. Same to you guys, man. There you have it, Jonathan. Yeah, he was a good addition. I, I like yeah. when he jumped in. He he fit in well. He's uh, that was awesome. All right, but I don't I mean, agree with him though no, on I a couple well, things. Well, you don't agree with me either with the Barkley thing, the Jones thing. I'll be more in line with you now. Like, dude, it's been five years. Yeah, it's been five years, and we're still like, oh, is he going to be the guy? Yeah, he could be if he does this and that. And where I definitely disagree is that even if he does do what he did two years ago, to where they did have their most successful season with him. 
I still don't think that's enough. Listen, you throw for 15 touchdowns. Okay, he ran for seven. Got that. And he was tough, and he ran hard, and he ran through people, and we respect him. He just had his knee blown up. Yeah. How much longer is he going to run around? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. A good question. Three random questions. Let's find out. With Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata. Three. On the fan. All right, here we go, BT. Three random questions before we get back to the calls here. Number one, at what point is it uh, unacceptable to still have Christmas lights on? Our tree is still up. And it's, and, and it's annoying me. It's annoying the me. The tree's still up? Yeah. Lights on outside the house or no? Uh, well, they they are. It's getting, it's, yeah, they are. They are only because, like, when you have somebody do it professionally. You have to wait for them to come they back. They determine when they come and take them but you down. You don't have to turn them on, do you? Well, we keep them on. Like they're they're um sensor not sensors, they're timers. Uh, and quite frankly, I've just been a little bit too lazy to go and change the timer. Mm. So I'm gonna start unplugging stuff today. Now what happened last night with the wind, like oh, the big yeah. the, now it's like sagging. So it looks like a haunted house. Like the lights that align the per- perimeter. Okay. Like the roof. Yeah. Now fell. Oh God! You so you got to duck through them to get through the doorway. Complete pain in the ass. The answer is no. Christmas I'm more ready lights. for baseball season. Yeah, the, like, take them down. The answer is, and I don't have Christmas uh, lights, so I'm good to go anyway. Now I match the rest of my block. Although one person still does have them up. Like, and I'm not the only person, by the way. There's a lot. I'm saying, a lot so of people. To me, the answer is like January second. All Christmas lights should be off. I'm not saying they no, got to be down. No, off. that's too early. No, you're Italian. Don't you know about Little Christmas? January sixth. Come uh, on. Oh God. All right. I'll, I'll give At you the least week. January sixth. I'll, I'll give you the first week then. 
different. After yeah. that, like by the the eighth, yeah. like in this particular yeah. case, the the next Monday after, like come on, it's yeah. it's too much already. All yep. right. Question number two: uh, least favorite play by play announcer in sports right now? Oh my god, least favorite. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I asked this. Okay. Um, least favorite. Who do I not think is particularly good? I got no problem saying it. I'm um, just trying to think out loud here. Locals, I think everybody's pretty good. I do, and I'm not just saying that. Agreed. Like, I think Rosen's Almost. phenomenal with the Rangers. Burke is yeah. great. We met him again at the Islanders right. game, yep. right? Obviously, Breen and you know, mm. Gus was doing the Nick game last night. Gus has done a few Nick games yeah, again. I Love know. Gus. I Gus the man. He was doing them Love on him. the radio when I was producing. I mean, you're talking about 20 years ago. Back yeah. Here, when the Knicks were on the fan. Absolutely. Anyway. All right. Uh, the least the worth. The least. Doesn't have to be local, You know what? Uh, the le- it's got to be some football. You know, what's the guy? What's Myers' name? What's oh, that yeah, guy's Chris name? Myers. Myers. He stinks. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's very talented. Uh, Kevin Harlan's a little much. Did Myers do the frankly. Jets game this week? He might have. He did. I think about it. He, yeah, he did. did. I'm like, oh, we're scraping them. But yeah. snowing, we're scoring yeah, no know points. We got him doing the game. Uh, you know Oosh. it's a rough game if you get Myers. Uh, <laughs> Precisely. Who am I missing? Well, the one guy that I was thinking of, and it's not like he's the worst. He's yeah. just my least favorite right who? now. Who? Dude, and he's he seems like a nice enough guy. Gary Cohen? No. no yeah, just right. Kidding. Okay. No. Well, I'm teasing. Um, not, Ooh, Gary, I love. Oh. I mean. The, oh. Oh. Howie? No, I was going to say. Oh, I love that. Howie's I love, phenomenal. I love all the Mets broadcasts. Okay. So who don't you like? Kay? Yankees? Well, Sterling? Well. No, you no. You don't like Kay? I love John Sterling. You don't like no, Kay? No, but that's not the guy. Okay, the, who the is guy, it? Chris Fowler. It's not that I don't like him. Interesting. It's it's not that I don't like because I think he's a very nice guy. He's a studio guy. Dude. Yes. He's not a play-by-play guy, and they got him. He's doing an NFL game last week. Yeah, he's doing the national championship. That's what I'm saying. So he does all the big college games, the biggest college games. Yeah. And then he's like, to me. To me, there was an uptick during the not championship week, what you, the um, the finals week, where they had the final four, whatever you call it, during on on New Year's Day. Yeah, the se- the, the semifinals. Right, the semifinals. He did the Michigan Alabama game. Yep. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. And then the guy who did it afterward, I always get his name mixed up. What's his name? He did Monday Night Football. Sean McDonough. Yeah, he's Sean's fan- great. He's Sean's fantastic. terrific. So you hear the uptick in that. I'm Big like, difference. wow, McDonough. And then again, the, the championship game. Fowler mm. did a, a football mm. game on uh, Week 18 mm. there. Anyway, he, to mm. me, he's just not a big time. I don't mean I to don't be disagree. picking on him. but No, no, no. He, he's more of a studio studio guy. Uh, I agree yeah. with that probably. All right, I last one for you. Yeah. At what time the next day is it acceptable to eat leftovers from going out to dinner the night before? Oh, Eddie, you can have it that night. No, no, the like, next like day. the next day, though. If you you, you go out, to so dinner, if you go to you, dinner, you have yeah. dinner. Say you get the bill, you pay, you're done by nine o'clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could have it the next night at nine o'clock. Well, what's the earliest that you think you can? Oh, have the it. earliest, yes. like without being a gavone and well, just you know sucking things down yeah. at a. I mean, it, listen, if you get home at nine and you're back in the fridge at eleven, you probably gotta you know you gotta probably watch the bell dude, a little bit, dude. Well, I, I, first of all, I've been I've been in a bad way really with the eating. I went last Friday. Remember, I had how the suits feeling by the way. Tight. I can't even fully button them. Yo, it's a problem, dude. I got to hit the gym. I mean, I'm getting back to Just where in time to... for our wrestling bet to be oh, paid off. God. Fantastic. I know. I know. Ugh. Like King Kong Bundy. Um, Friday night after the show, we had Bauer on that day. Yep. Closed on our house, like as far as selling it. Went out to dinner to celebrate at this place, Rob Keys, which is unbelievable. Italian? Uh, yes. Okay. Kind of like Italian-American. Dude, they gave huge amounts of food. It was so freaking delicious. Maybe like the best chicken parm I've ever had in my life. Okay. Uh, they do it pe- uh, with a penny olive vodka. Penny? Penny olive. Dude, it's so, you, actually, you should That's go there. A I know. Meal. If you're ever on the island, you get you got to go there. It's in Northport, I think. Okay. Anyway, so they give us stacks of food to go home with. Next morning, bro, 
like 9 a.m. Oh, yeah. 9 a.m. I'm crushing In the that morning. Drink. Yeah, 9 a.m. I've done that, too. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? I can't be having penny olive vodka and chicken parm for breakfast, but this is delicious. Do you heat it up or you just go cold? I had a couple pieces cold. But yeah, then sometimes I I'm so hungry, I don't even <laughs> heat it up. I don't even have time to waste. I don't have the patience to waste a minute. It I was, just eat it cold. It was so delicious. I do that and too, I was dude. thinking to myself, man, this is yeah. probably, yeah, it probably shouldn't be doing it. I take my kids' food when they're not looking. <laughs> I don't care. I'm starving. I got to eat. At least you're working off with the push ups during right, the show, yeah, during yeah. the commercials. All right, let's get back to the phones here. Mike is calling from Nutley, New Jersey. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike. Hey, guys, how you doing? How are you, Mike? Good, good. I just wanted to uh, give my explanation of what's going on with the Mets for 2024. Basically, long story short, when Steve Cohen first bought the Mets, I remember buying the Sunday, I think it was in your post, and I read it was, you know, where they could do 20 questions and they're asking Steve Cohen. Oh, it's Serby. Steve Cohen basically. Well, yeah, probably with Steve Serby. Yeah. And Steve Cohen basically said that he needs, he, he wants players that, uh, will have sustained, sustained success, meaning he wants players that are like 25 years old. Okay. Let's fast forward now to, uh, last year. What happens for a fact? Max Scherzer says, oh, Steve Cohen says we're not really going to compete in 2024. We all kind of roll our eyes. Bah, 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 bah. Let's go for 2024. This is a fact. The Mets are paying for 2024. They're paying Max Scherzer $21 million. Okay. They're paying Justin Verlander $21 million. And they're paying, uh, I'm sorry, what was he? The catcher, James McCann, $8 million. So in other words, the Mets are paying $50 million for players that are not even going to play on their team. So, so what I'm thinking is that, you know, Cohen, he's a smart businessman. He didn't make billions being a fool. I think that what he wants to do is basically give 2024 a year just to pass to get that $50 million off the books, have his uh, minor leagues get developed. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, uh, Mama Yoto, the reason why he was willing to spend money for him because he was only 20, 25. <laughs> Yamamoto. And yeah. Really- no, you're right. And it was a unique circumstance. Mike, I think everything you say, and thank you for the call, outside of Mama Yoto, it's Yamamoto. <laughs> yeah. I think everything you say is accurate. The problem is... Meth fans don't want to wait a year. Like, there's a certain tolerance level that you could accept, at least for me. I can't speak for everybody, but I'm willing to accept what Mike just said there and understand the reality of their situation. They went all in. It's not like they avoided going after Yamamoto. They did. They would have been in on Otani. He didn't want any part of them. So I I like all of that. And I'm not saying go get Blake Snell and Montgomery and be reckless and just spend just to spend. I understand what they're doing. However, I don't think asking them to sign Jorge Soler is too much. It's not. Like it's, that's, it's not. That, that, you got to do bare minimum means to compete this season. Look at their starting rotation. I'm willing to accept. Their rotation's horrendous. I'm, I'm willing to accept that pathetic starting horrendous. rotation. Like that's not a big league rotation. It's horrendous. It's It's got to. I'd have to see what the A's trot out there. Um, you know, I, I'm not even. I didn't try to be hyperbolic. Maybe three, four other teams. Like, if the Mets don't add anybody else. No, I think you you, you got to look around at some of the other teams. No, I, I understand that. But but a big market team with their payroll, like, that's an unacceptable well, but even, even mid-markets. I mean, the, the Mets right now have, I think the Mets have a, I think the Mets are one of the ten worst teams in baseball. And without the ability to outslug teams and without a DH, you're not going to do that. Okay, you rely on pitching. Well, right. But they don't have that. Well, that's the thing. So what is their strength? Is it a dominant bullpen? No. I mean, come right on. Right now, no, it's not. But it's, even if it was, is that something that you want okay, to really well, hang your hat on? So their strength is going to be trying to play better defense. Yeah. 
Catch the uh, ball up the middle, uh, and you will better with Bader. Okay. And Nimmo's better in left end and center. Right. Give you that. For, uh, Lindor oh, can pick it. Okay, but is that enough to overcome a... No. It, how would you rate their lineup? Average or below? Below. No question. Because Even, once you get past six, it's it's yeah, smooth but sailing so if you look and around it's easy. Baseball, I still give them average. I mean, you're talking about Lindor, Alonzo, Alvarez... You know, I think Nimmo, these are not bad offensive players. Put it, I'm not saying that don't, no, no, some of those guys are really good, but put it this yeah. way. Offensively speaking, the Mets are, and I will give them the benefit of the Marlins now, the Mets are at absolute best the third best team in that division and the third best lineup. The Braves, let's not waste anybody's yeah, time two, on that. Come on, those two teams, the Phillies and Braves, are just built better. Yeah, man, well, but that, that, that's the point. Uh, they're built better. They're trying more, yeah, but, it seems. But they're going to be built better regardless of what the Mets do at DH, but I still want a DH just to at least compete on some level. All right, BT and Sal on the fan will come back, hit you with the crown, reset the top story of the day, and then take your calls as well. The Mets, are they doing enough? As Steve Cohen now apparently has about $10 million to work with the rest of this offseason. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.